listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. In a world where one-size-fits-all medications dominate the pharmaceutical industry, precision medicine brings a ray of hope for those seeking customized health care. Pharmacists have a unique opportunity to help people in need of specialized testing to ensure medications work as intended. Welcome to PGX for Pharmacists, where we unravel the wonders of precision medicine and its potential to revolutionize the way we approach pharmacy care. Get ready to uncover the secrets behind pharmacogenomics and how it's transforming lives one genome at a time. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Becky Winslow, and you're listening to the PGX for Pharmacists podcast that Welp Magazine recognized in 2021 as the ninth most listened to genetics podcast in the world. On the PGX for Pharmacists podcast, we explore all things pharmacogenomics related, and our mission is to educate and advocate for PGX. We accomplish this mission through exclusive interviews with highly qualified and well-experienced pharmacogenomics industry leaders, such as today's special guest. And my name is Banas Sarami, the co-host of PGX for Pharmacists podcast, a pharmacogenomics medical science liaison, and a mentor to pharmacists. Connect with us on LinkedIn and let's get a conversation going. We want to hear from you and how you're impacting pharmacogenomics stakeholders and what you have learned throughout your journey. Okay, so without any further ado, I'm extremely pleased to introduce to our audience Dr. Thierry Dervoux, the Chief Scientific Officer at Prometheus Laboratories. And Prometheus Laboratories is a reference clinical laboratory that's focused on the diagnosis, prognosis, and monitoring of immune-mediated inflammatory diseases. So thank you, Dr. Derview, for joining us on the podcast today. I'm excited to share your and Prometheus' story with our audience. Um, In particular, I'm excited about you sharing your career journey as a PharmD, PhD, and Chief Scientific Officer and designer of the Predictor PK ADA, which is a precision-guided dosing test for the optimization of Humira. Remicade and their biosimilars. So one of Benaz's and my main goals for this episode of the PGX for Pharmacists podcast is to expand our audience's notion of what a PGX test looks like and to inspire them to think bigger than the traditional box PGX test most of them or most of you are uh, familiar with. So Dr. Dervu, Uh, I'd like to start the podcast by having our guests um, introduce themselves and elaborate on how you are a pharmacogenomics expert. Yeah, thank you, Becky, for having me. Uh, uh, Yes, I am a pharmacist uh, with uh, a PharmD with a a doctorate in pharmacokinetics. Uh, I completed my studies in France and I came as a postdoc fellow uh, to work in the United States about 20 years ago to work on the pharmacogenomic of uh, anti-cancer agents, uh, primarily uh, 6-mercaptopurine as well as methotrexate. After my postdoc, uh, I moved uh, in industry for Prometheus. So I have a large experience in uh, uh, the implementation of pharmacogenetic testing in immune-mediated inflammatory disease. Our lab, Prometheus, was the first uh, 
clinical laboratory in the United States to offer the thiopurine, uh, methyl transfer genotyping, as well as the thiopurine metabolites. So uh, have uh, over 70 publications in the field, and uh, I'm very uh, very excited to have uh, to be on the postcard with you uh, uh, today. All right, so thank you for qualifying yourself as an expert. So let's jump right in and delve into your current PGX work. So if you'll tell us um, a little about Prometheus, specifically, what is Prometheus's mission and how are you guys going about accomplishing your mission? Yeah, sure. Uh, so Prometheus is a, is a reference uh, clinical laboratory based in Southern California in San Diego. Uh, the company has been there for uh, over uh, 25 years. We are uh, uh, specialized in the differential diagnosis of autoimmune GI disease uh, disorders, uh, gastrointestinal disorder, uh, and inflammatory bowel disease. And uh, over the years, we have uh, developed a portfolio of uh, differentiated solutions to facilitate the diagnosis, the prognosis, the monitoring as well as therapy selection with pharmacogenetic testing, which we are offering through our clinical laboratory. And most importantly, uh, recently, we are uh, uh, developing some uh, uh, testing solution with the predictor PK test to optimize treatment to uh, biologics. Okay, well, that, that's great. Can you also tell us uh, about the Prometheus Library of Precision Medicine tests for inflammatory bowel uh, disease for patients, how they benefit medication therapy management stakeholders across the IBD's patient's journey from diagnosis to treatment to disease monitoring to remission and how they differ from other lab tests for IBD and its treatments? Yes, so so we our our clinical laboratory offers some uh, highly specialized tests to facilitate the, the diagnostic of uh, to facilitate the differential diagnosis of uh, uh, inflammatory bowel disease. So we are offering uh, a testing solution with uh, serological testing, for example, uh, uh, Pianca as 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 well as uh, macro microbial uh, antibodies that are present. Uh, uh, in Crohn's disease, as well as uh, other uh, autoantibodies uh, auto that are present in ulcerative colitis. These are uh, conditions that are uh, uh, somewhat difficult to treat, and uh, we are uh, uh, offering those tests to uh, help uh, gastroenterologists, uh, uh, first of all, to establish a differential diagnosis of IBD as compared to other uh, conditions, typically uh, uh, irritable uh, bowel syndrome, as well as other uh, gastrointestinal disorder. When the diagnostic is established, uh, we offer a testing to uh, establish a prognosis, where we're going to in inform the clinician that the patient has a more aggressive uh, disease that will require more aggressive treatment, where uh, we can uh, provide a testing solution to initiate uh, uh, the most appropriate therapy for uh, for the patient uh, with uh, a testing where we are uh, basically uh, you know de determining some genotyping with the thiopurine methyl transferal genotyping for example where we can uh, indicate that the patient is is likely uh, to present with a side effect to those medications and once you know the, the treatment is initiated we have a portfolio of solutions uh, to facilitate the monitoring of the disease, of the inflammatory bowel disease, as well as the dosing optimization with uh, uh, the answer test, which uh, measure blood level uh, for uh, uh, 
monoclonal antibodies that are indicated in the treatment of IBD, start with, starting with infliximab, adalimumab, as well as uh, ustekinumab and vidolizumab. So we have a comprehensive portfolio to, uh, to surround the clinician with uh, a variety of testing solutions with our goal being to improve the, uh, the outcome uh, of patients with, uh, with IBD. And I think that the pharmacist has a very important role to play from that perspective. So Theory, could you elaborate for us more on the predictor test, um, especially since you designed that test? We'd really like to know, um, you know, what did that take and what role does it play in your suite of testing? Yeah, sure. So the the the, the predictor test is uh, uh, is uh, is utilized when the patient is receiving treatment. It's been speci specifically designed to optimize uh, biological uh, uh, disease modifiers such as infliximab, adalimumab, that are core therapies in the treatment of inflammatory bowel disease, as well as other immune. Uh, mediated inflammatory disease. What the test does is to you collect the blood specimen, uh, you know, with dosing information, and what we do is to uh, uh, provide guidance uh, to clinician with uh, respect of the best dose to give in order to achieve the best the level which is the most consistent with. Uh, uh, the disease control that needs to be achieved for the patient. Typically, a vast majority, about two third, a third to two third, a third of patients uh, tend to be uh, uh, unresponsive uh, to these uh, very expensive medication. Uh, not because they don't have the, uh, you know, typically because they have, a, you know, pharmacokinetic uh, suboptimal pharmacokinetic uh, that makes them. Uh, you know, unresponsive because uh, not enough drug has been given. So what we do with the predictor test is to basically est est estimate the, para the pharmacokinetic uh, parameter for the patient and from then uh, re report the best dose uh, to give in order to achieve the, the level which is consistent with the, uh, the most uh, uh, effective disease control to be achieved for the patient. So we are offering, we have developed the test for the infliximab as well as adalimumab, which is Humira. Uh, these are anti-tumor necrosis factor. And we are also developing the test for vidolizumab as well as uh, ustekinumab that are widely used also in the treatment of, of uh, inflammatory bowel disease. Wow. Uh, Prometheus's suite of tests goes well beyond um, the PGX testing that our audience is most familiar with. Uh, which typically only includes SNPs for CYP genes and some pharmacodynamic genes. This is really exciting. Um, genes and biomarkers related to immunology are not commonly found in what I call the boxed PGX tests, such as those uh, made by large uh, laboratory manufacturing companies um, where the panel has a set number of genes and uh, you know, it was developed by a larger laboratory for maybe smaller laboratories use. So my understanding, having talked with you extensively, Theory, is that immunology has fewer PGX tests available because it's actually more difficult, say, than oncology to research and develop tests. So could you elaborate for our audience on the difficulties 
that are associated with immunology research and developing tests uh, for immunology versus, say, oncology? Yeah, sure. So in, uh, in immunology as compared to oncology, there is no such a thing such as a somatic mutation. Mm -hmm. For example, you're going to have a BRAF, you know, that indicates that the patient, you know, is likely to benefit or not from some treatment. In immunology, this is far more complicated, complicated for a variety of reasons, starting with uh, the fact that, you know, the response to this uh, medication uh, are multifactorial, and the fact that, uh, you know, the mutation that are the, the, the single nucleotide polymorphism in the germline, which... Uh, uh, you know, can potentially associate with uh, with outcome uh, are, 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 have low penetrance, meaning that uh, they're going to have a weak association uh, with a response to those medications. So there is a necessity in immunology to combine multiple genetic polymorphism together in order to achieve uh, some uh, performances characteristics that will make, uh, you know, the, 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 the clinician, uh, you know, uh, order the test and most importantly the, the, the payer to pay for the test. So mm -hmm. this field has been uh, you know is, is moving forward you know there are some tests that are being developed right now. But yes. The biggest challenge is to be able to achieve uh, again the, the threshold of, uh, of performance that makes the test is valuable enough uh, to be uh, again ordered by the clinician and uh, utilized uh, to the benefit of the patient. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I've worked on the payer side or market access side of pharmacogenomics and even uh, with a box test for which there's um, a lot of research data available, even with those, it's sometimes difficult uh, to get payers um, to see the value. So I absolutely agree with you. Um, the fact that you guys are, are uh, investing in producing the data necessary says a lot about your laboratory, um, you know, and how committed you are to this testing and, and how you believe in the testing. So I just want to make sure that our audience recognizes that, you know, Prometheus doesn't simply provide tests to determine if drugs for IBD will be effective and safe. Um, and maybe what the dose of the drug should be for the patient. But you have that whole suite of tests, um, the diagnostic test for the differential diagnosis, all the way through remission. So can you elaborate? You elaborated on it some in the previous question, but um, can you tell us the difference between how you had to actually develop the test um, you didn't, in other words, purchase a test from another manufacturer with the biomarkers that you include in your testing. Can you elaborate on how much more difficult it is to, to develop a test from scratch? Yeah, sure. I mean, this is, a, this is challenging for multiple reasons. First of all, you need to have the you need to have a clinical data set available with specimen available, you know, informed consent, obviously, available. Uh, so we are leveraging at Prometheus a large biobank of specimen. Uh, mm -hmm. As I said, Prometheus has been founded 25 years ago. So over the, the past two decades, we have been able to assemble a large uh, substrate of data and specimen, which we are uh, uh, using to uh, uh, establish our proof of concept, if you will. And then mm -hmm. when we have a, 
identify some genetic polymorphism that are uh, adequately uh, associated with uh, a disease outcome and disease progression, as well as uh, toxicity. Then we are entering validation phase where we are uh, you know, using validation cohorts where we are again uh, combining multiple modalities together, uh, patient demographic as well as genetic marker together with serological marker actually, to come mm -hmm. up with some multivariate models uh, that are uh, again bringing the performances characteristics of the pharmacogenomic test or its combination with other marker to the level where it's supposed to be in the first place to meet uh, a payer uh, satisfaction and uh, obviously again right. uh, patient uh, to the benefit of the patient and to to improve its outcome the outcome. I think what you're describing really is the future of pharmacogenomics. Um, in other words, not singling out pharmacogenomics as you know the end all and be all in the treatment paradigm, but using a PGX test in combination with, like you mentioned, other serological tests, maybe other genetic tests. Um, but you know, I think what we want our audience to really wrap their heads around is that PGX is just a piece of that larger puzzle um, from diagnosis to treatment to, to remission. So I think you guys are absolutely, you're already in the future. <laughs> in other words, you know, you're already providing all these different uh, tests, um, like you mentioned, to, to facilitate from diagnosis to remission. To remission. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Yep. So um, you've given us so much great information about uh, the tests that, that you guys offer. Can you explain to our audience um, your newest test, uh, the responder test, and um, what role it will play in the paradigm from the diagnosis of IBD to remission? Yes, sure. So we are, we are doing things a little bit different than other. We do believe that, uh, you know, the, it has to be simple. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you can obviously construct some very, very complex algorithm, and there are some tests that do that with uh, yes. fairly sophisticated machine learning based tools that are available using neural networks, you know, those sorts of things. But we have taken a different approach where with the responder test, where basically we are taking an approach which is very simple to address the first uh, and foremost, most important aspect of responding, uh, predicting response to uh, to medication is the pharmacokinetics. Uh, you cannot be responding to a drug if the drug is not given, and you obviously cannot respond to a drug if the drug is not metabolized adequately. Mm -hmm. And this is what we are doing with the responder test. We are addressing some, uh, uh, you know, fundamental issues with those uh, biologics, for example. Uh, the anti-tumor necrosis factors, such as uh, infliximab and adalimumab, it is well known uh, that uh, uh, those drugs, uh, first of all, are prone to immunization, mm -hmm. uh, meaning that the, uh, the drug itself uh, is recognized uh, by the immune system right. uh, and uh, digested by the antigen-presenting cells, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, where you're going to have uh, uh, an immune uh, uh, response uh, mounted against the drug to produce uh, immunogenesis that will severely impact its pharmacokinetics, where yes. the levels will be inadequate to produce uh, the desired 
uh, anti-inflammatory effects. So we are, with the response doctors, we are combining two things together. First of all is the genetic test itself, which uh, predicts the risk of immune, immunization. The name of okay. the test is an HLA uh, DQA105 uh, allele uh, that uh, uh, promotes the presentation of the of the of infliximab, for example, to the T cell repertoire in order to uh, uh, promote the clonal expansion and the formation of the anti-drug antibodies, together with uh, another dimension, which is the clearance, which is as important. Yes. Uh, one of the key issues with the, the, the monoclonal antibodies, and, uh, such as infliximab or adalimumab, in fact, any monoclonal antibodies that those drugs are uh, you know, cleared and consumed uh, from the from the central compartment, if you will, since we are doing a little bit of uh, uh, pharmacokinetics here, and uh, uh, you know, if the patient presents with uh, a high degree of inflammatory burden, is going to have uh, the patient will have a high clearance, and that's going to worsen uh, in the in the presence again of the HLA-DQA105 genetic marker that uh, associate with uh, immunization. So okay. our test is a combination of both. Uh, these are the predictive factor of pharmacokinetic origin, which we combine together, where mm -hmm. the patient presenting with a risk of immunization, as well as accelerated clearance due to the fact that the patient has high inflammation, or due to the fact that there are some intrinsic pharmacokinetic properties that makes that the patient, you know, will clear the drug very, very fast. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, due to the inefficient uh, recirculation of the drug itself through the, neo, the, the, the in the reticular endothelial system. Together, those patients presenting with, uh, uh, together, this uh, poor prognostic factor of pharmacokinetic origin will tend to be severely underdosed, will not be responding to the drug uh, adequately, as, and, they, and they probably should in the first place if you are able to address uh, you know, the, the, the exposure. So what we do with this test, we will be able to inform uh, the clinician that the patient is at risk of, achieve, of achieving suboptimal pharmacokinetics okay. and therefore being able to adjust the dose uh, uh, to start with more adequately so that the, the, the proper uh, exposure is achieved uh, during induction to, again, to, 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 to mm -hmm. achieve a better outcome. And I think the pharmacist will have a very important role to play here. Absolutely. Absolutely. That information is priceless in the management of these medications. So thanks for elaborating on that. And if I may add, in our previous conversation uh, before the recording of podcasts, we had discussed um, you guys' robust platform for collaborating with payers to obtain market access and reimbursements for the test. But without stealing the thunder from uh, Prometheus market access and reimbursement team, can you please uh, briefly de detail how Prometheus has uh, proactively work with payers to solve the problem, um, the population health problem, by building the evidence payers want want to see um, about your test before you go to the market and then build the test and then hope the payers will see the value and the result. And then that will improve the market access and reimbursement for your um, precision medicine test. Yeah, so briefly, I can, I'm, I'm probably not the right person to answer that question. <laughs> we have a very, very efficient market access group at Prometheus that does a splendid job. But uh, 
uh, what I can tell you that we have an evidence uh, uh, development plan in place where we, we are establishing the clinical utility of our testing solution by demonstrating a payer value uh, with respect of uh, patient management and, uh, uh, and, uh, and the impact of our technology on, the, on physician behavior. Uh, we have uh, uh, already uh, you know, commercialized uh, two of those tests for which we have initiated, initiated the Empower studies uh, that uh, uh, you know, really provide uh, you know, differentiated and uh, value to, to the payer where we are, they are, the clinicians are basically using our technology uh, to make treatment decisions, mm -hmm. uh, as well as uh, some prospective clinical utility study, which we are initiating, initiating to, um, uh, again, demonstrate the, 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 the payer value. You, uh, we can certainly follow up with, uh, you can certainly follow up with our market access group uh, uh, as appropriate there. Uh, they can fill you with more information. No, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. But um, we're excited that you're also a PharmD. So how did you get to this role of outside the box path? There there may be a pharmacist student or pharmacist wanting to switch or transition into a role such as yours, which is a chief scientific officer and want to learn more. So how would you, um, can you talk a little bit about that? Well, we're a clinical laboratory. So in order to, uh, uh, to be in my role, you need to have a uh, you need to have expertise in clinical laboratory science. So for the students, it's basically, you know, to do the PharmD degree and then complete the PharmD degree with uh, a doctorate, you know, which is a uh, focus on clinical laboratory science so you can achieve, uh, you know, the, all the elements you need to be, for example, board certified uh, as, a, as, as medical laboratory director. So you can, uh, uh, so... Uh, yeah, this is this is this is a you know a great opportunity. I think for pharmacies, there is an absolute need to uh, have the clinical pharmacies provide uh, uh, drug information to healthcare professionals as well as uh, assist patients with the monitoring of their disease, the effectiveness of the therapy, and uh, and uh, you know monitoring the, the side effect and the toxicity from uh, from those uh, those medications. Well, Thierry, I know our audience is going to have uh, additional questions for you. I mean, you've provided them with so much great information, but it's only the beginning of what they could possibly learn um, about um, the testing that you do for IBD and, and even your career path. So if you wouldn't mind telling us... Um, because we have to wrap up, unfortunately, <laughs> this episode of the podcast. Uh, could you tell us how our audience members might be able to contact you directly? Yeah, I can be contacted on my uh, on my email at tdview at prometheuslab.com. All right. Well, thank you again so much. Uh, for joining us on this episode. We really, really hope that our listeners' um, ideas of not only what PGX can be, but how PGX can be utilized in a comprehensive testing suite. We really hope that our, our audience will um, listen in and learn this information. Um, and to our audience, thank you for tuning in. We really hope that you've learned from this episode. Uh, we do a whole lot of PGXing here on this podcast. We talk about PGX science, clinical application, and the business of PGX. 
So we'd love to hear about from you. I'd love to hear from you. Um, what can we teach you? What more can we teach you through our podcast? So please drop us a message on LinkedIn and let us know. And please share this link to this podcast link episode with everyone so they can tune in and listen to the PGX for Pharmacists uh, podcast. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can also visit us on PGX4, the number four, rx.com to listen to all our other pod, um, episodes. Well, thank you. Thanks for your interest in PGX and for spending some time with us. Please share this podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For all of our episodes, please visit pgx4rx.com. That's pgx4rx.com.